towards the after show, but later. After, after. Do it for Jan. For all the Carl. Three hours ain't enough. You look like a fucking monkey. I call this the big black machine. If they can't even fit inside the building. That's what I love about these high school girls. Fucking monkey. I get older, they stay the same age. Daniel, have your fits in the studio. We can't stop them. Take, take it easy, Matos. What's up, everybody? Episode number 51. It's your boy, DZF Baby, better known as D on this show. And today, I welcome back one of our crowd favorites, El Kukui. What's going on, Ryan? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. It's been a, a crazy week, a good week of shows. Was there anything that stood out to you right off the bat? Um, no, nah, let's, let's get into whatever you got listed, man. Let's get into it. Ready. There's one thing that they've been like, they've been, I feel like they've been overdoing it. And I don't know if it's just because I couldn't get into it, but have you watched Eurovision? And if you have, what are your thoughts on it? The movie with, with, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? Yeah. I couldn't get into it, brother. I, same here. And you know, it's funny because, uh, I was in Tucson a couple of weeks ago and I was visiting my buddy Luis. And he was like, dude, he's like, they don't let this shit go, huh? I, I trip out because I can see Spot and I could see Rich digging it. But being that Covino is more like this shit's corny, you know, all the time. Everything's corny to him. But he fucking digs this movie. You know, I don't get it. You know, I'll be honest. I got a theory. If I if, if I don't like it, you know, sober, <laughs> if I smoke a doobie, it usually is funny. But uh, it didn't work, man. So I, I gave it my best effort. and. um I just, I don't know. It was, it was corny. I didn't like it. I let it play probably longer than I should have yeah. trying to get into it, but I, I didn't like that stupid song. They keep playing over and over. Yeah. And I just was, it just, I don't know, man. It just didn't vibe with me. I thought it was stupid. Back in the day, like I'm talking like, Oh, three, Oh, four. I didn't dig Will Ferrell. I always thought his shit was stupid. Right. Then I went through a point where I really dug him. I really started to like a lot of the shit he was making. Um, I liked old school. I liked fucking, I mean, anything Step Brothers, I mean, to this day is one of my favorites. But I felt like this... Classic. This movie, I felt like, was the shit that reminded me of, like, why I fucking hated him for years, you know? Yeah, no, and in the two movies you just mentioned are fucking classics. Like, old school Step Brothers, Talladega night. Mm-hmm, I mean, he's mm-hmm. made some, some good movies, but I don't know where his head was at or what he was trying to do with this thing. Cause yeah. it was just corny. No, it's nuts because it connects with some people like, like Kavino and rich and spot. They, they fucking dig it to where they're fucking, um, were rich. I'm not sure if this was one of the songs that he bought on iTunes or some shit, Yeah, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I honestly, I kind of wish that I did dig it. Cause I kind of feel like I'm missing out on their fun, right? but I don't, I just can't fucking dig it. And there's plenty of things that I dig that fucking other people think are corny and vice versa. But, when I hear this sh- or watch this shit, I'm just like, I don't fucking get it. Like, I wish I could get it. Well, and, and, and I hate to say it because, you know, 95% of what they talk about 
I totally enjoy. And I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm in the conversation, like, well, you know, kind of like, that's what's good about the show. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you're in the room talking with them when you're listening to the show. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if I was in the room and they were talking about this, that's when I start looking at my phone. I, I don't know, man, but that was just something that's been going on because like I told you when I was in Tucson, my buddy was like, they don't let this shit go. And even when I had gotten back to town and it had been a couple of days I think they started off the show one day with that volcano man. And my buddy was like, they don't let this shit go. Huh? He texted me again. He was like, they don't, and I was like, they don't, I don't know. They just fucking dig it on another level, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and you know, what's crazier though is like this to me in the, the maximum days is the shit they would have made fun of. Yeah. Like if they either, and, and on, on one side, it also shows their growth, right? Cause we can't act 25, 30 forever, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess, as we get older, corny shit gets funnier, you know, but I'm, I'm just not, I don't know. I feel like you I don't know if you were listening back in the day when they had the war on Crocs. Do you remember that? No, I don't. And I haven't, I didn't start listening until like 2012. I remember like 08, 09, like Covino and Rich had their one mission to fight the war on Crocs, right? They said they were never given into Crocs. That's funny. Doug. They had an actual war on Crocs. I remember that. And, yeah. I feel like this falls in line with that because Crocs are, you know, I still think they're corny. Some people wear them. Um, yeah. But they, you know, I just, they're getting a little corny too, which is all right, you know, whatever. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dig that movie at all. I tried, I gave it my best effort. You know what, what actually somebody told me recently, and I don't feel this way, but it kind of goes into the point of what you're saying. Um, somebody told me the other day that they can't listen or they haven't listened as much because they feel like that Cavino and Rich are skewing a little more top 40. But I don't I don't feel that way. I still enjoy it as much as I ever did. Since you started in 08, they've gotten vanilla or, or 04 or whatever, whenever you started listening. Or do you feel like they're just growing? I don't know if I feel they're going vanilla, but um, definitely when they were single in the Maxim days and they're just slaying ass all the time, you know, and, and then... That's kind of why I stuck around too, though, because when they were going through it, I was kind of going through it and I was a single dude and I was playing ass too. I was doing, you know, all the same shit. Mm-hmm. And once, you know, Covino and they started having like real relationships, the content somewhat changed because, you know, now they have to answer to significant others. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, they're not as vulgar. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You don't you don't really hear about Rich's blue jizz mug or him humping the couch as much. I don't even see them like not being as vulgar. I just feel like like it's good radio. I don't feel like they have to be vulgar, but I still feel like they're kind of I mean, they're pretty vulgar, you know, yeah. like so I, I don't know. I don't know how they were. And I haven't been listening as long as you. So like I remember um, they talked about there was one time where they had like a stripper or a porn star in the, in the studio and they were trying to make Rich get a boner. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know there's like they don't do shit like that anymore. I don't know if I would really dig that shit listening to it now because i feel like they still do shit like that like on rue jude and jason ellis and all this kind of shit and i don't i don't relate to those shows as much you know what i'm saying so i don't know if it's because i've matured a little bit myself and i i say a little a little bit because i i mean they do plenty of like juvenile shit that i still think is hilarious you know right i i remember the time when they were at the maxim party and scott i mean not scott but spot uh Still couldn't get women. Yeah. And they were daring him to try to kiss people and go up to him and they, they were saying like funny shit. Um, I do kind of miss that. I do miss that because in the Maxim days, they were just, <clears throat> you never knew what to expect. And they were challenging Spot. 
to go up to random chicks and that aspect. But, you know, I've grown with them. So, mm-hmm. um, but that was also, you know, back in the early days, that was fun when they were on that maximum red carpet and you never knew who they were going to run into an interview on the spot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, uh, I do miss that. I, I absolutely do because there was just a lot more celebrity interaction and a lot of it was random because mm-hmm. they were doing like the Madden Super Bowl party and they were doing spring break and, and you know, I, I don't know if it was Cabo or wherever the hell they were going, Panama City or where they were going, but they were doing those parties. And I still, I do kind of miss that. But like you said, I mean, we've, I've kind of matured, matured with them as mm-hmm. the show has grown. Yeah. And, um, you know, but with that being said, I feel part of that growth is Covino is opening hell, you know, cause he used to try to be the too cool guy, right? Covino always tried to be the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. And, you know, but he, he is opening himself up to, to different things nowadays. And, and, Definitely him liking that movie caught me off guard. As long as I've been listening, they've all been married. I mean, I think Covino had Malady, and I want to say she was like two or three at the time. Yeah. For me, they've always been married. They've always been in committed relationships, um, aside from Covino's little hiccup that he had between relationships. But for me, they've always been like married dudes, you know what I'm saying? I don't miss that kind of stuff like the Maxim days because I never had it, you know? Yeah, no, and and Covino, I remember he's the first one to to admit he's uh he went to Astaholics Anonymous and he recovered. <laughs> yeah, that's funny as hell. <laughs> so those days were great too. I mean, and did you ever listen when when about the blue coffee mug? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I've probably I've heard a lot of this shit because I have listened to the best of and um so I've heard yeah. a lot of the stories. I just wasn't there to experience them live, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know and that that's that's kind of where the you know, I I grew with the show too because I think that when they were in their day, you know, Assaholics Anonymous, I felt like I needed to go too, you know. And then as I matured as well, you realize you're not going to have a healthy relationship if you're you're banging every hot chick that walks your way. Yeah. So you start to grow. I felt like I've grown with them in the show. Yeah. I like now because when I did first start listening, Spot was not as involved and he was shy and he was nerdy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now Spot's got an opinion on everything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, that's funny because ever since, again, since I've been listening, Spot has been super involved and, I would say almost as vocal as he is now, you know? I think when I started listening, it was the very end of the Sammy J. Mm -hmm. And Spot had came on. And I think Sammy J was kind of involved, too, at the time. And, you know, when when the transition to Spot, um, he wasn't. He was more behind the scenes. But he is definitely a part of the show that, you know, I like his involvement. And he definitely, at at this point, I almost feel that there's, it'd be tough to have a Cavino Rich without a Spot. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. And, you know, one of the things that I like about having Spot on the show is that, like, I feel like I can relate to Spot in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, like he was like chubby and he was always friend zoned and, you know, all this shit. So when I hear Spot, I'm like, yeah, that was me. And I wasn't the El Kukui in Covino getting ass you know, 24 seven. And, um, so that's why I like having spot in there because it's like, he has the struggle of like, like a bigger dude where he's like, yeah, he's doing his yoga. He's trying to get more fit. He's talking to his trainer and he's still chubby. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, (laughs) that's why I dig, 
I dig Spot because I feel like he can relate more to like the, not even the everyman, but to me, you know. And 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 at least he got his laser shooting toe fit. The other day, um, Cavino was saying about Spot's beat up, beat up feet or whatever, and Rich was like, "You keep saying that." He's like, "But he's got him corrected." And then Cavino was like, "Yeah, yeah, I remember, I heard that." So Cavino's like, "Yeah," he's like, "But he still got square feet." And then Rich the was like, feet. "He got Flintstone feet." Yeah. So then Rich is like. Well, what do you expect him to do? He can't change that, you know? I was listening to that one. That was a good one, for sure. Well, speaking of Spot, one thing that tripped me out is that a few weeks ago, Spot had said that after he works out, he doesn't feel good. And I don't even know how the hell that's possible. So, like, I just feel like every time, like, you work out and it's like, yeah, I could suck at times while you're working out. But I feel like there's never been a workout that I've finished and been like, well, that sucks. I shouldn't have done that. I always feel like, fuck, yeah. I feel like I'm like fucking Lou Frigno. I feel fucking buff. I feel fucking confident, you know? And Spot had said... Fucking accomplished, right? Yeah, I do. And Spot had said that after he works out, he doesn't feel good. Like, it just, it's like, yeah, well, I did that. And I don't I don't know how the fuck that that's possible, you know? Yeah, no, I, I get... I sometimes got to motivate myself and talk myself into it because I, you know, I don't want to start, but once I'm into it and I'm, I'm, I'm grooving. Yeah, man. You always feel good. I, I do too. I, I, I don't really lift weights anymore. I'm, I'm more cardio. Um, I don't run or anything like that, but I'll, I'll get on the mountain bike or if I hit the gym back when they were open, um, you know, I would ride like five or seven miles and just take my chubby ass to the sauna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I always, I always feel good. You always feel accomplished. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I always feel good. So I, my problem is more of not being lazy and, and putting it off. But once I'm into it, it's on. No, and see, and that's like, I mean, lately, honestly, like um, before all the COVID shit, I had been going to the gym for like, I don't know, like a month, month and a half, like consistently. I'm talking about like four or five days a week to where I was right. doing a shit ton of cardio. I was doing like, um, I would do like three miles on the treadmill and then I would do the stair climber. And that was my my shit was where I was like, fuck yeah, I could do a couple more minutes on the stair climber, you know, this week as opposed to last week. And I was like, I just feel like, okay, we're getting older where, um, you got to get that fucking, I got to get that weight off. I got to get that cardiovascular system going and fucking healthy. So I'm not lifting like I did back in the day, but so for me, it's more, um, cardio and shit. But even after that, I'm like, I feel fucking good. I've, like I said, I've never worked out and been like, yeah, well, all right, well, let's go fucking wherever. Afterwards, I feel energetic and I feel like, fuck yeah, you know? So it just tripped me out. And I know Spot's never been like a let's work out type of person. But like you said, it's right. hard to get yourself motivated. But once you do and once you're fucking done, you're like, fuck yeah, that wasn't bad. Look, I fucking knocked that shit out. You feel all fucking ready to go, you know? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And you know what's crazy is uh, I, I got to usually be at work at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to work the late shift for a long time. And so I still have problems sleeping once in a while. And before COVID, sometimes I'll be wide awake at 4, 4.30 in the morning, can't go back to sleep. And the only way that I'm going to feel good is I go and I'll go ride the bike at the gym or like you said, or get on the treadmill. And once I do do a little cardio and it gets my blood going, I feel great. I'm not even sleepy anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I've only had three or four hours of sleep. I'm like ready for the day. Yeah. No. And you know, it's funny because um, I started, I'm trying to do this thing where I'm going for walks in the morning. Right. So um, yesterday I went for a walk. It was like a three mile walk and I went down some trail that we have here or whatever. And it was 
about six o'clock, six thirty ish. And I was like, I went for my walk. And then afterward I was like, fuck yeah. Like I was ready for the day, you know? And when I got out of bed, I was like, fuck, this sucks. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to go today. And afterward I was ready for the day and I was fucking stoked, you know? So like, I, I just, that's something that I'll never understand is how somebody could be done with workout and be like, ah, fuck it. Like that kind of sucked. Or even, I feel like even if you have a shitty workout, you still feel good afterwards. Like, well, it's better than me sitting on my ass for the last hour. Right. And fucking grubbing. And, 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 I, and, you know, and a lot of times I'll do those workouts just so I can grub later and not feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like I deserve it. Yeah, no. And you know what? That's something that I think's always kind of stuck in my head because that's how I grew up like with my mom to where she's been like, she's never been a heavy person, but she'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to eat this so I can have this later. Or I'm going to, you know, like it's just basically balancing everything out. I, I do the same thing. And, and cause I, you know, I, I'm not super, super chubby, but I'm probably I, my whole life probably lose 20, 30, you know? And, um, and then I've had a couple of times where, you know, maybe I was only 10 pounds overweight, but I go, going with the gym. Um, that was kind of always my deal too, because you start drinking those 44 ounce sodas mm-hmm. and that's the same calories as a Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thing was, is I just, I try not to drink soda because I know if you drink basic tea or even water, then I can eat more. I don't know how many like people I follow on YouTube and shit where I have, um, they're you know talking about fitness or whatever and that's one of the things that like every one of those dudes preach is don't drink your calories you know no, I'm, I'm i'm with i'm with you you know what actually one of the things that Cavino um surprised me with this actually this week or last week was when he talked about actually going and um talking to a therapist yeah no for real Cavino is a proud man and uh, i think it's a great idea because now you know in 2020 everyone kind of needs someone to talk to you from time to time or, or at least it's not a bad thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it shows a lot of maturity and growth on his side for sure. Because again, no, in the maximum days, I would have never believed it. Yeah. There was something that Covino said that I always felt. And I think that's anybody who's like anti-therapy, they feel this way. But one of the things he said the other day was they're not going to tell me something I don't already know. And that's something where, I felt the same way to where I was like, man, fuck that. Why am I going to go? So this motherfucker could tell me some bullshit, you know? And it wasn't until I took a class called tests and measurements. There's something called like an MMPI and MMPI, I think two. And there's all these different assessments that they typically have you take if you're in therapy and you can't even like, try and like bullshit it because I saw the way they grade it and the way they're able to actually like assess it. And there's basically no way to sit there and say, I'm going to fucking cheat this thing, you know? Right. Well, when I had taken that, my instructor, he basically had looked at that and told me all kinds of shit that wasn't even like, you know how you feel like psychics are like, Oh, I'm sensing a fucking old lady. And you're like, my grandma, she fucking died. You know? Yeah. Cause they're, they're playing you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel that way when it came to this assessment. And that was when I kind of had a change in my fucking mind to where I was like, you know what? Maybe these people aren't full of shit, you know? And I'm still not completely on board. I mean, I've haven't been to a therapist, but that was when I was way more open to it and seeing somebody like Covino, who I know, like you said, he's a very proud man to see somebody like that to where they're actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put my ego aside 
And if this will help me out a little bit, that's fucking dope. And to see him doing that to, you know, better his relationship with Jordan, better his fucking himself and his relationship with Melody and his ex or whatever. I think that's fucking awesome, you know? Absolutely. And, and I'm for I'm for therapy for sure, because I'm a Leo like Cavino and we're hardheaded and stubborn sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you got to have people repeat back to you what you're saying and then it doesn't sound so cool. Yeah. And sometimes it's just looking outside the box and, you know, how do people view me versus how I view myself based on, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I think listening, just having them listen and sometimes repeat something back to you that you said and then you're just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe I was wrong. Well, he's been doing that a lot lately. I, I've noticed the last couple of years he's open to being wrong when he didn't used to be as much. Mm hmm. He would, he would just get pissed off, like, yeah, bro, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And then that's the end of the conversation, where now, you know, you hear him in some of his conversations where he's like, well, maybe it is. You know, or maybe I didn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. ten, 10 years ago, he's not admitting he's wrong about shit. <laughs> yeah, let me see. They had, oh, I, fuck, there's a lot of spot shit that I have on my notes today. Um, they had spot, he bought his Mini Cooper. Uh, no, I, I heard he was going to buy one, but I didn't. I haven't listened since he bought it. Okay, so what happened was, all right, so he wanted something that he can just outright fucking buy. He was looking at a Tesla, and then he was looking at some other vehicles, and he was like, you know what, fuck it. I can get this Mini Cooper, buy it, not have any fucking payments, and I'll be cool. So he had been telling them like he was fucking stoked because he bought it. He was able to fucking drive with the roof down and he was like, it's a convertible. So he was fucking stoked. And then I don't know if it was like maybe sometime this week might've been like Wednesday. He was talking about how, I guess the car started leaking oil and he's leaving. puddles. Oh. So yeah. So he's leaving puddles on Covino's fucking um, driveway and all this shit. And Rich was like, yeah, I didn't think he really wanted to get into it. And Spot's like, yeah, it's not something I'm fucking like stoked about, but it's happening, you know? So as of right yeah. now, his fucking Mini Cooper's at the mechanic. And I guess they're giving it like a full fucking, I don't like tune up or something <laughs> to see what's going on. So yeah. that fucking, that blows though, you know? And I know like people probably want to talk shit. Like Spot was saying, there's like some people that are like, oh, I told you so kind of shit. And I'm like, that's kind of fucked up, especially if like you care about somebody, you don't want bad shit to happen to them, you know, like, and you're like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's fucking, yeah, it's five grand. Like some people are like, yeah, well, it's only five grand or whatever, but still I don't give a fuck if it was $8. Like it's still fucking, you invested your money into this and you're hoping it would be fucking cool. You know? Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Don't be a dick. I mean, you know, you know, he was trying to have, I don't know. I, I'm with you, dude. That, that, that's just being a dick. Fuck, it don't matter who you are or how much money you got. I mean, just to buy something, you get super excited, and then shit go wrong. I mean, that, that's just, that sucks. Yeah, it fucking, I don't know. It was, um, well, one of the things, actually, that they talked about this week, it had to do with finances and stuff, um, where they were talking about, I guess Rich was talking about, well, let me see, I, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but Rich was talking about dropping everything and moving overseas. If you're single and don't have any kids, um, he was saying like, it's not a bad idea if you want to fucking take your savings and go live in fucking Europe for a year or some shit. I, I mean, you know, what's crazy is, is I did that. I actually, uh, I had my daughter and me and her mom had broken up and I did, man. I took the kid and packed up and moved to Oregon from California and I had actually quit my job to do it. But you know, I ended up getting another job 
And I was actually away from Fresno for like eight years. Oh, really? So it actually, in my, in my situation, it actually worked. It was just having the balls to do it. Why did you pick Oregon? Um, you know, what happened was, is, um, I had a buddy and he played basketball and he had went up there on a scholarship to play for a little town in Coos Bay, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it's called Coos Bay, Oregon. He went up there to play basketball and California, I don't know how it really is in, in, in Arizona, but you know, California is just, there's just people everywhere and there's just different dynamics of personalities and just everything kind of going on. And being in Fresno, um, it's that lifestyle, you know, you're kind of big city. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went up there to visit him just to kind of see what he'd been up to for a couple of years since he had moved up there. And I just kind of fell in love with them, man. It, it, you know, fresh seafood, everyone was chilled and laid back and it was a whole different change of pace and environment. And as I had my daughter and I was trying to get custody of her, I felt like it was the perfect place to raise a, raise a family or to raise your kid. Mm-hmm. When I had went up there and met him, I ended up meeting some chick out there and uh, we ended up getting together. And yeah, dude, I moved up there and then she moved back to Fresno with me and I got custody and then we, we moved to Humboldt and it, it just stemmed from a, going up there to visit him one day. And I ended up quitting my job and moving back up there. I guess being in a different environment, having a different perspective and stuff like that is is awesome. Even if you're not dropping everything and moving overseas. Right. Like for you, moving from Fresno. Were you born in Fresno? Yeah, born and raised. And you know what the trippy part is? When when we left, she was four. Mm. And when I started listening to Convino Rich, she was about 10 or 11. And that's actually, I'm back up here in Northern California with her now as an adult. She's going to be 23 next month. So mm-hmm. all the stuff that she grew up with as a kid, we kind of came back. That's what we did. We came up here to vacation for the weekend together to the place where we used to live. Oh, that. And you know, that's dope because she from four until like 11, 12 or whatever for, for that, that was probably where a shit ton of her memories are. Right. And it, and it was just watching her go to school and make the friends that she made here and in Oregon. Cause I'm in, I'm in Arcata right now, California. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Humboldt state's at. And so we lived here for a couple of years and then we lived in, in Coos Bay, Oregon for a few years. Just, I think the friendships that she made in those places were more, almost more genuine because those people were more down to earth than real people where when you're caught up in the city, you know, especially the New York and LA, you're putting on that show and you're trying to fit in. And a lot of your decisions that you're making might not be from the heart, but just because that's what everybody else around you is doing and your environment's doing Mm -hmm. where you know, you come back to these smaller communities, it seems like the relationships are more real and genuine and, and the people are right. There's a lot less phony people doing stuff for the wrong reason. Yeah. So I'm still glad to live in Fresno and because good luck finding tacos at fucking 12 o'clock in the morning in Coos Bay, Oregon. Right. I can go to any corner of my neighborhood and you know, this dude's from Michoacan, this dude's from Sayanola, this dude, you know, so we got all the, the best things like that. Um, but as far as the family atmosphere, it was, it was a great move, man. It was, it was, and I, it's kind of like what you said. And with Rich, we didn't move to Europe, but it kind of took a lot of balls to, to take your four-year-old, you know, away from your parents and, and her mom and kind of move mm-hmm. on a whim to somewhere you've never really been for more than a weekend. To pick up your kid and, and for you guys to bounce and be together. That's, I think that's awesome. And it does take a shit ton of balls. You know, you're not moving across the fucking world, but you, it's a brand new world for you. You know what I'm saying? And we, and we ended up back in the same place, but you know, all my friends that I grew up with, they never got a chance to leave. And I think sometimes they have that regret. And what was mm-hmm. cool was, you know, she lived with me ever since, you know what I mean? And so, um, that was kind of a start and we, you know, she would still come back to see her mom and, you know, we'd go back to see my parents and whatnot. So we would still travel to Fresno, you know, 10, 20, 30 times a year, but those mm-hmm. bonds that were created on that drive, 
You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the relationship grew because we just got super tight, you know? Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, and so it, it was a good thing. I mean, like I said, when, when I broke up with the chick and when it all ended, ended with that chick up there, I ended up coming back to Fresno and, and, um, which, you know, I'm happy to be there now, but just to have that experience, to know what it's like to, to know your neighbors again, right? That's when you know everyone on your street, you know, the yeah. lady at the post office, you know, you're starting to make these personal relationships. Um, because you know everyone in your community, you're actually part of the community. But the drawback was, especially in Oregon, like you can't buy liquor unless you buy it at the liquor store. They close on Sunday, so you better get it Saturday night, and you can't get it after seven. So, and, you know, good luck trying to get your hair cut on a Sunday, you know, and good luck getting good tacos because that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? But, uh, or even sushi for that matter. But um, it's just, it's crazy the give and take. But I think, overall just it bonded us and just the experience of you know not second guessing myself what it's like or what i could have did or you know what i'm saying Cause a lot of people live with regret mm-hmm. yeah no definitely you know and one of the things that you said um that actually i i don't know how many like other like podcasts and, and shows you listen to besides Kavino and rich but um i listened to the fighter and the kid with brendan shop brian kellen of course i listen to like a lot of rogan and shit like that well a lot of the comics right now in la are moving um joey diaz moved to jersey um rogan's moving to i think austin texas and i believe brendan shop's coming with them and then Theo Vaughn might move to Nashville. So everybody's bouncing from California. And one of the things that Brendan Schaub said is he's got a four-year-old and like a nine-month-old or something, right? Right. The other day he had Josh Wolf. He's a, another comic on the show. And they were saying, you can move to Texas. And if it doesn't work out, well, you can move back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Always. You know, so and that's what I feel like, like for you. You left. You had that experience for so many years. And... It's just something that, that you can't get unless you do have the balls to balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's crazy because, um, first I moved to Southern Humboldt mm-hmm. and it was kind of wild. Like it was, it was, there wasn't a lot of people, but there were, they were doing crazy stuff down there. And, um, so we moved to Northern Humboldt where, where I'm at now, we moved by, uh, by our I mean, by Humboldt state university. And that was more balanced where life was a little more normal. And then, you know, I lived in Coos Bay, Oregon, which is really similar to up here, but another different vibe. But it's just, it's all family. You know what I'm saying? And just, mm-hmm. again, I like where I'm at. And now that she's an adult and she, you know, she's going to try to go back to Fresno State. And, you know, all, all the luxuries of being in a big city are actually coming in handy now. Yeah. You know, all those kids from those places want to just get out, right? Because they'd never been in the big city. They're the opposite of us. So they want, they want to go to Portland. They want to go to Eugene. They want to go to San Francisco. They want to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where, you know, as we're in it, so we, I see that and I get it, but just the experience of what they had in those small communities, I mean, it's hard to really explain it unless you, there's no gangs, right? There's just no, your kid's not going to get beat up at school. Yeah, It's a yeah. whole different lifestyle. I was fighting all the time. I'm glad that you told that story because that was something that was a big discussion this week. So I'm glad that we got perspective from, because they had callers. They had a couple callers that called in and was like, Hey Rich, I did that. Blah, 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 blah. But we didn't get somebody that had enough time. Like you just had to explain and actually go into detail about that kind of, that kind of move, you know, you know, and you know, it's a trip. That's how I found them because I was taking her back and forth, you know, to see her mom and my parents that dude, you're driving eight hours, nine hours. You need something to listen to. And yeah. I, I remember we talked on the last, the last podcast about, you know, I listened to Di- DeVore and Diana, they came on after Covino Rich 
um, Stretch Armstrong was the morning show. I would literally listen to Maxim, those three shows. Well, that dude, that takes up eight hours. Catch a little ESPN in the middle and bomb there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that, that's why I bought satellite radio with the pass all that time because I was driving 475 miles twice a month <laughs> all right man well i think i think we're just gonna go ahead and wrap this up my daughter's getting impatient i promise i take her to my mom's house mine is too she's hungry <laughs> she wants to go eat and drink some beer <laughs> cool man well you know what um i'll go ahead and i'll talk to you soon but i appreciate everything um, pleasure's all mine man i enjoy doing this with you this is great it's the after show but later after after do it for Jan. for Carl. Three hours ain't enough. You look like a fucking monkey. I call this the big black machine. If they can't even fit inside the building. That's what I love about these high school girls. Fucking monkey. I get older, they stay the same age. Daniel, have your fits in the studio. We can't stop them. Take, take it easy, Matos.